Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have you ever thought about uh, why we go to church? You know, some, you know, especially after COVID, a lot of people may start thinking, oh, I can just watch it online and so on and so forth. But the thing is that many years ago, I was an old lady down the street. And that was when God TV just had started. And uh, that was when... Uh, I think if you watch God TV, you have to wake up five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and it was two hours. And she always came this way and said, when, when I walked past her and said, Lord, have you seen Benny? You no, know, she was referring to Benny Hinn on TV. And so, so, so I asked her, what church? Go, oh, Benny is my pastor. I says, no, he's not your pastor. He's just something on TV. But the thing is that when we come to church, it's to hear the word of God. Okay. And now one of the big misunderstandings about the Word of God is that it's not for you to gain intellectual knowledge or theological knowledge. And the Bible talks about that the Word of God is food. The Apostle Paul talks about that to a church that now you, 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 you have decreased, so now you, you're supposed to be able to eat solid food, but now you need to get, go back to milk. And, and that he, he's referring to the Word of God. But... Uh, what is so wonderful with the Holy Spirit is that when you, you know, they asked me at Wigglesworth about uh, uh, what translation shall I read of the Bible? How should I read the Bible? And he's, when Smith Wigglesworth answered, this person said, you know, some read it in Hebrew, other read it in Greek. But he said, I read it in the Holy Spirit. Okay? You know, but without the Holy Spirit to reveal the Word of God, uh, it's just information. And information is dangerous if it's not trend, if it's not revelation, because information gives you the deception of that you are spiritual, but it's not information you need. You need revelation, okay? And revelation only comes through the relationship with Jesus. Information you can gain by studying. But you and I, we're not called to be scholars. We're not called to be Bible students. We are called to be disciples. And as I said to you many times before, that disciples, they learn by fellowship. Okay, you, you cannot be a disciple. I'm a disciple of who? No one. When you're not a disciple. Okay, if, you, if, if we don't follow someone, then we are not a disciple. And that's fair. It's not, it's not, so you can't follow someone on TV. Okay, I don't know in the years when I have, if you've ever been in the middle of an argument between two people and they come and speak to you, and when you speak to the first one, say, Oh, yeah, yeah, he's right. And when you hear the next one, No, he's right too, because you hear it from their point of view. Okay, and that's where that it's so important that we have to interact with people because of it's in that interaction you get to know. And um, so, uh, let me see. Ephesians 5.26, I'll start there. There will be uh, uh, Ephesians 5.26. And um, this is Ephesians and Colossians. If you don't know what else to read in the Bible, just read these two uh, uh, books, okay? So it says here, That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. And here it gives a reference to that the Word of God is water. So when you see in the Bible, when you read the word water in the Bible, it's often a metaphor for the Word. So for example, if you read the Old Testament, remember when Jesus walked on the road to Emmaus and he opened the scriptures in the Old Testament, what we call the Old Testament, all the things that was written about him. So, when you, so, so, so the Old Testament is like what it says, a shadow. So when you're reading about the word uh, water in the Bible, you will very often see it's a metaphor for the word of God. And one of the things, you know, remember when the Israelites were in the desert, what, what, what's, you know, the desert is very often an image of the world. What sustained them? <laughs> how did they, how were they sustained? By water from God when the manna. Okay, but but even better, when the Egyptian army was behind them, and the Red Sea in front of them, how did they get out of that situation? Through 
the water through the world. Joshua, when he led the people across River Jordan, how did they get into the promise? Through the word. And it's so important we understand that your answer is in this Bible. Okay? You know, you don't need to ask, God, God, show me your will. You can find it yourself in the Bible. Okay? You don't need to ask God, is it your will to heal me? You can find it in the Bible. It says, 1 Peter 2.24, by his stripes you have been healed. You don't need to ask God, is it your will to forgive me? Because he said, if, if you confess your sin, he is faithful and just to forgive you. Amen. As, and as you heard me say over the years, is that the only one sin you cannot be forgiven of. That's the one you won't confess. Amen. You know, because if you confess it, you are forgiven. But if you say it's someone else's fault, he can't forgive you. You know, that's what Adam did. When Adam sinned, okay, what did he say? It's the wife that you gave me. So he said, it's not my fault. If you have not given me this wife, I would not have eaten of that apple or fruit or whatever it may be, okay? But if Adam had said, it's my fault, God would have been faithful and just to forgive him. Amen. And, and so we always need to know that, that, you know, that we, we, there are so many people who talk about the Holy Spirit and this, that, and the other, and they don't understand what the Holy Spirit is. Because of, for them, very often, the Holy Spirit becomes something that actually more often an expression of rebellion because of, oh, the Holy Spirit showed me despite of what the Bible says. No, if it's not in the Bible, it's not, in the, it's not the Holy Spirit. Amen. Because the Holy Spirit is here to glorify Jesus. Amen. He's not here to glorify people. He's here to glorify Jesus. He's here to remind us of all the things that Jesus said. Not about, and that's where that, you know, so it's gone completely crazy. People get addicted to, oh, had a good, God showed me a dream, and God showed me this, and God showed me this, and I'm telling you, they are on dangerous ground because most of it, there's no scriptural backup. And you cannot play with the spiritual things without consequence. Did you understand? And there's only safety in one place when in the name of the Lord is a strong tower. And what does it say? And the righteous runs into it. And you know that the, the, the name of the Lord, remember that's the prayer shawl. We know all the knots on the four corners that spells out the names of God. So when in the Old Testament, so when you, the way you actually apply this, the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous runs into it. That is where when you start praying. Amen. When you pray, you are safe. You know, so, but when people say, oh, but I'm too busy to pray. For that, I'll just say, Pastor Young Bichu, who was a pastor of a church for over, with over a million people. Can you imagine how many counseling sessions he had to do with? And so he he said this thing, today I'm really busy, so today I really have to pray. Amen. Because I'm telling you, if when the Bible says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all the other things will be added unto you. Okay. So, but, uh, but turn to John chapter 7 and 38 and that's where I go. So now remember, the word is water in the Bible. Okay. John chapter 7. And now you know you know this you heard this scripture before seven thirty eight no no oh, I'm in six seven thirty eight here yeah uh, he that believeth on me so notice here what it says he that believeth on me as the scripture have said as the not your experience. Not your, not your cultural, theological teaching, as the scripture have said. Okay? He that believeth on me, as the scripture have said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Amen. He that believeth, you know, he that believed Jesus as the Bible tells you Jesus is. No, you know, it's so funny, people. I saw someone on Facebook, and uh, and she every time this is a Danish woman. Every time she makes comments, it's, it's like she's like a Pharisee, you know, like uh, everything has to be rigorous, and you know, and so. And then the other day, suddenly, she put she she oh 
She put these paintings she got uh, of Jesus. I can't remember if something like walking on water or something like that. And, and this was Jesus, blonde hair, blue eyes, nice sandals, okay? So I couldn't help myself. I, I said, you know, the Bible says in Old Testament you're not allowed to make images of God. I didn't get any comment back, but but it's like <laughs> you know, it's like no, but it was her imagination of how Jesus. No, we we you know, we we let's start we, because the moment we start doing that, we are limiting God. Amen. So you know, so he who believed in Jesus, as the Scripture have said, that's why the Old Testament is so important. You know, I know Christians who have been Christian for 60, 70 years. And they never read the Old Testament. Okay? They only read the New Testament. And when it, but here Jesus said, He who believed on me as the scriptures, he, what is he referring to? The Old Testament. What we call the Old Testament. No, it's not like, you know, when we say Old and New Testament, it's like the New Testament is better than the Old. No, it's all in one. The New Testament reveals the Old Testament. And in the Old Testament, the New Testament is hidden. Amen. So we need to know both. And, when, and if Jesus say, I, as the scripture said, I need to find out. I remember I told you about Joseph. He's an image of Jesus. So when you're reading about Joseph, yes, you're reading about Joseph's story. But he's also a prophetic sign of Jesus. Amen. You, know, what, what, you remember Joseph? He was his father's favorite. Rejected by his brothers, sold, he went to the pit, resurrected again. Now he set a Pharaoh's right hand and became the most, the second most powerful man in the world. Because you see, that's Jesus, and through that he provided food to a starving world. Jesus said, "What did Jesus say about him? I am the living bread." And so on, and you could take them one by one. Everything is about Jesus. You know when. When the Israelites, when the snakes came into the camp, what did God say to Moses? Put a snake on a pole, and anyone who looks towards the pole shall be healed. Mm -hmm. Amen. And even today, in medical, that's still the medical symbol, the, the snake on the pole. Why is it a snake? Because usually snake is not something we look at as positive, but it's because he was made a curse on that cross. For you and I, but anyone who looks towards it shall be healed. Amen. So, what we, so the next part is out of their bellies shall flow out rivers of living water. You know, but I used to think that, but I always used to think that was so like, oh, I can feel the Holy Spirit. Oh, thank you. Or when the Holy, you know, I'm telling you, I, I, you, you name it, I have seen people who. I can't help myself. The Holy Spirit is upon me. No, 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 no. You, you. The Holy Spirit is never forcing you. He's leading you. Those who are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And that's where many of times you, the way you can recognize the Holy Spirit and the devil is that the Holy Spirit leads you. The devil pushes you. Do you understand? Because when you are led. You always have a choice. When you are pushed, you are forced. Amen. Because we because God is love. Amen. You, you, you know, and if there is no uh, uh, freedom, choice, there is no love. You know, love has to be based upon that you are free to choose. Amen. And that's where we need to change our uh, uh, language. You cannot love ice cream. Uh, I love God. I love Jesus. I love the Holy Spirit. And I love ice cream. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, yeah. And most of the time, you can't love ice cream because when you want an ice cream, you feel pushed. I cannot live without that ice cream. I have that ice cream. I need that ice cream. Amen. Hallelujah. No, but uh, so what? But now, out of their bellies you flow rivers of living water. Do you know what it, that is? That is the word of God in your heart that comes into your life through your action and through your confession. That's the rivers of living water that comes out of your belly. So, but it starts with you need to know the scripture. 
Okay? Don't, you know, too many people are running around and say something, oh, God showed me this, and God showed me this, and God showed me this. And you know what? No, no, as the scripture says, you know, my confidence in God is not built upon that I got a dream, or I got this better than the others, God showed me a vision, or whatever. My confidence is in the Bible says it. Amen. The Bible says it. If the Bible says it, you know, when you have a dream, so you know, everywhere I've been to, as a visiting preacher, there's always someone who comes up to me and says, Oh, Mr. Kerr, I have a word to you from God. So I said, I said and you know what? None of them have been white. Oh, I saw God will use you in a mighty way. What, sorry, what, did I say? what, what do you mean? What, what is mighty to you? Well, do you know what a mighty work of God is? Is that you do it because God has told you to do it. Amen. You know, it, 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 you know, there is a monastery down in France, and the man, this monk, he's supposed to be so anointed, you know, the presence of God is, people uh, do, go, went, uh, go on pilgrimage to that monastery just to see him. And do you know what he does in the monastery? I would have thought he was like the chief monk. I don't know if, I don't know if, uh, what they call him. He's with this fossil. Why is it a mighty work of God? Because that's what God asked him to do. And because he did it, because God asked him to do it, now that's a mighty work of God. Amen. That's, you know, the, the mighty does not, it's not found in the deed. It's found in who asked you. And why did you ask you? Remember, the Bible talks about it's the willing and obedient who shall eat the fruits of the land. And I remember, you know, that verse in my head, I did something, and I didn't feel I was blessed by it. And I said, God, I'm doing what you asked me to do. And then he reminded me of this verse. As I, 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 when I said reminded so one day I was reading the word of God, and then that verse popped up, and then I realized it's the willing and obedient. I was obedient, but I wasn't willing. <laughs> no, it's the heart, isn't it? No, the, the willingness is to do with the heart attitude. <laughs> Obedient is to do with trust in Him. But I, it was so, so, so suddenly in the moment I saw that, I changed immediately. Oh, I love doing this. Amen. Not that I felt any better in my emotions or whatever. You know, I was like, oh, do I have to do this? The moment I was willing obedient, oh, I love it, God. I love it, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It's amazing. And you know, on the inside, but you know what? It's interesting. The moment you start changing the attitude, you're changing your approach. So next time you, you go to the salad bar, I love carrots. <laughs> I I love vegetables. <laughs> I'm telling you, the only thing I like about salad is the salad dressing. <laughs> so, so when I have salad, I'm not so sure how healthy it is because it, I mean, it, it most likely it, it looks more like a salad soup. <laughs> okay, so so I remember I had to. I love salad, whatever it may be, but God, but you, because I want to be blessed. I want to see the blessing manifest. I want to eat the fruits of the land because this is what my heavenly father wants me to do. And, and I definitely do not want to be the one who blocking it just because of my attitude. But you know, but in England, we have this phrase, we say the bread and butter. You need to get the foundational things right. And sometimes they're not always exciting, they're not always the most inspiring, but you know they're the most important thing. Amen. And uh, so, so the rivers of living water, it is that you and I, we should basically be a river of the living word of God into our lives. And it comes into your life through your confession and through your action. Amen. When you are doing it in trust in Him, when you're willing and obedient, I, I see it in the Word of God, I'm acting upon it. That is the rivers of living water. And not the way I used to think about it, that the rivers of living water are, oh, the Holy Spirit is upon me now. And we say, no, it's the Word of God that is stored up in your heart. And when you start speaking it into your life, rivers of living water. That's why the Bible talks about that the Word of God will never return void. Amen. 
That's why you hear me say to talk about say what you want, not what you have. That's when you start doing things like that's the rivers of living water that comes into your life. Amen. And I, I, I and it doesn't matter what how how dry the desert is. I'm telling you, the moment water starts pouring in, the seeds in the ground will start growing. When Israel in uh, 19, you know, yeah, it, it mainly started after 1948, but the land of Israel was basically what we, was a wasteland. You know, that, that nothing could grow there because uh, in 70 AD, when the Roman uh, soldiers uh, surrounded Jerusalem, and uh, they, they were actually told that uh, don't destroy the temple. But when the Roman soldiers came, came into Jerusalem, you know, the mortal, between the bricks was gold. Mm. And uh, these soldiers, when they saw that, they could care less about what order they had been given. That's why this temple was completely destroyed, because they wanted that gold. And But not only that, when after that, when, when the diaspora, Jewish diaspora started, so what happened was that the Roman soldiers, they threw salt on the ground, so nothing could grow. So it, it was basically, a, so, and since then it's basically just been a wasteland up until, but when in 1940, just before, uh, after 1914, so where people started coming back to the land roughly, of course there's always been living tribe here and there, but mainly, so, so but when the, the Jewish people in the kibbutz, they start uh, uh, cultivating the ground again. And, it's the, and you know, seeds that have been in the ground for hundreds of years, once water starts coming into the ground, it starts growing. Okay? And that's the same thing in our life, you know, that whatever seed that we have sown over the years, you know, but a seed never dies. A seed, all you need to do, just start watering it. How do we watering it? By the Word of God. A part of what, when you hear me saying something you heard before, that's watering, do you know? So that's the seed that is watered. You get cleansed by it also, as we saw earlier, that the Word of God cleanses you. Amen. Uh, I can actually show you that scripture. Uh, that is in... Uh, John 15, 3. John 15, 3. Now, this is Jesus speaking, now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Here again you see, the word is water, the word makes you clean. Jesus said to the disciples, you are already clean. Why? Because of the words that I've spoken to you. Amen. The word, it, it, it's interesting that I remember the story about Elijah and when he uh, con uh, confronted uh, Jezebel's uh, prophets, the Baal's prophets. So first, uh, they, they built, both of them, they built an altar and then they had to call upon fire and the, the Baal's prophets, they, they're calling and calling and calling and nothing happened and it becomes so bad that they start cutting themselves. And, and you know what? This is the world's religion. The world's religions will always make you do self-infliction, okay? To humiliate you, make you look stupid, and they may call now, this is worshiping God. You know, I'm telling you, when you see the customs of other religions, it is, it is basically to degrading human beings, okay? And, uh, and actually, at one stage, I, I like about Elijah, he's like one of us. He, he can't help himself, so he starts mocking them. To say, <laughs> Maybe you should shout a little bit louder. Maybe your God has gone to sleep. Or, you know, that's a, you know, he's not just holy. You know. <laughs> he, he, he mocks them and so on. But anyway, nothing happens. Okay. But, and then when Elijah comes, remember what happens? What, what does he say to him? Pour water. Pour water. You know, that, means, that sounds completely contradictive to what, you know, you, you, you would imagine it should be drier, poor petrol maybe, oil, or, but, but water. What, 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 and, and, and what happened is that 
that is so is so is so soaked in water. And what happens? The fire of God comes from heaven. Amen. And you know what? It's the word of God that attracts the fire of God. It's the word of you know, we use another word for fire in, in New Testament, really. We use the word anointing. It's the word of God that anoints you, that attracts the anointing. What was the first thing that happened with Jesus? He got baptized. Amen. He was immersed in water. So, you know, like when you and I, we get baptized, that is a, that is a, that is a, we have two sacraments in the church. We have a communion and we have a baptism. And before anything else, we, we, before anything else, we get immersed in water. Because, you know, don't, if you're not immersed in water now, you're just following your own imaginations, your own fantasies, your own, you know, you know I grew up in a country where everyone thinks we are Christians, okay, which we are not, but we think we are Christians. When I became a born again believer, I said, oh, I'm a Christian too, you know. I said, how? Because uh, I'm a member of a Danish state church. That doesn't make you a Christian. Just like if your dad is a mechanic, and you sit in the, in, the, in the garage, that doesn't make you a car. Amen. I'm a car, why? My dad is a mechanic. No. I'm a Christian, why? I'm Danish. Oh, so what? I know. You don't, you know so, 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 when, so the first thing is, when we have met Jesus, but the next thing is, we get immersed in water. It's, you know what? It's actually an image of that the word shall consume you. And we'll just like the water consumed the sacrifice of Elijah, okay, when he was completely immersed, soaked so much that in the natural they could not lit a fire there, now the fire came. Just like in the natural, none of us in the natural should be anointed. None of us should, because who are we? You know, it looks like foolishness to the world that we say, go to the word of God, go to the word of God. We find the answer in the word of God. No, no, I thought I, if you have financial situation, go to the word of God. I thought I was supposed to go to the bank. You know, you, know, you have to understand, the bank is not there to make you wait. Amen. You know, if the bank, is, if the bank manager makes you wait, he's not done a good job for the bank. Yeah, we, every time we have a financial problem, we run to the bank. Can you lend us some money? <coughs> okay. And then the bank manager say, yeah, 10%, 15%, 20%. Yeah. I'm going to be so grateful. No, we just stolen 10% from you. Okay. The bank manager is not there to make you. If a bank manager makes you wish, he will not be a bank manager for long. Because when he's not doing his job, okay, I know it sounds like they're helping you. No, I'm just you know you. I, I was once I started calculating how much interest I paid over the years. I was shocked. I could have bought that thing five five times or something like that. Okay, but anyway, but it, it it's it's the word. Now Elijah he 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 got them to pour out water over the sacrifice. No, when you and I we read the word of God, rivers of living water flowing out of us, now this and then the fire of God, the anointing of God. That's why, so have this image in your head where when you proclaim the word of God into your life, when you complain, no, not complain, proclaim. Okay, yeah, that's the question. Well, I complain and call it proclaiming. Okay. <laughs> oh, have, you, have, you, have you ever been... No, I've been to, been to some of these prayer meetings, and I'm telling you, that was not proclaiming anything. It was complaining. Oh, why God? Why this one? Oh, this better be other. No, proclaiming the word of God. It is like have this image in your head that you are pouring water. Remember what the Bible say: our bodies, what are they? A living sacrifice. Now, when you read the word of God and you immerse yourself in the water, in the word. Have this image of the sacrifice of Elijah that the anointing comes upon you. 
So what you do when you whatever situation you're in, make it a discipline, make it a, a good habit that you every day reading the word of God. Why? Because it feeds you, it cleanses you, it sustains you, and it empowers you. Amen. And you have it here. Why it here? Dennis Balcom, he, he you know, in the early days, when we smuggled Bibles into China, I still remember that funny story. I don't know if you remember his shared story where we smuggled the Bibles in it, and we carried so many Bibles, and there was this little girl, uh, not girl, little woman, and she, she carried so many Bibles because she was so eager. So at the border control, you know, we, have, we were supposed to smuggle them in because we are not allowed to come into China. So when she lost, lost her balance, and fell, and because he carried so many Bibles in her rucksack and all over the place, he couldn't get up. And um, anyway, but when they come into, when, when once we got the Bibles into China, do you know what? So, so what they did, because the Chinese were so hungry for the Word of God, so they tore the Bible. One, everyone got one page. And when they read this page, we could swap. Can you imagine if you got Matthew chapter one? <laughs> <laughs> I, I want the word of God. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, and you, you are eager. You're first in line. You come there. Okay, with, with Matthew chapter one. I say, he be got this. He be what, What's this? <laughs> it must be taken. <laughs> is that what, what is all this fuss about here? Okay, but but so so this you see yourself as the, the, the word has the answer. The word has the answer. The, and your brain will many of times just say to you, you're stupid, this is, this is not logical. Call the bank, call this, you know, call the word of God. Immerse yourself into the word of God and say, I'm just reading and reading and reading. Until, and when I'm telling you what, when you have that heart, suddenly something pops up. Say, and you know what? Now you know this is God speaking to you. Amen. This, this, you know, this is where you find it in the word of God. When you start reading it, instead of instead of worrying, you know, some people say, oh, it's so hard to have faith. No, you do it all the time, just negatively. It's called worry. I have noticed people always have time to be concerned. We, we, all, we have all the time in the world to be worried. We have all the time to be fearful of whatever. No, it, it, fear, worry, and concern is when you believe images of, uh, and lies that the devil have put into your mind. Okay, you, you you know it's not natural for you to be fearful. You have been trained to be fearful by past experiences, past knowledge, or whatever. You were not born fearful. I, I, I the first time I was in this CN tower. I think it's, they have something similar in uh, in what was it called? Not Halifax. Blackpool. Blackpool, you know, where you go up in the tower, I mean, we have a glass floor. And uh, I'm telling you, when first time, you know, at that time, I think the CN Tower in Toronto is the third tallest freestanding building, ever, whatever. Anyway, it was very, I, I can just say it's very tall. And do you know what is interesting? All the adults, when they came to the glass floor, they're walking those, and then there's an area where there's a glass of this So the kids were rolling around, playing, everything was funny, and so on. And you know, me, I am supposed to be bold. And then finally, I got out there. When when I just looked down, I saw there was clouds underneath. Oh, this is nothing. When the wind came and blew a cloud away, but ah! <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? That's where it dawned on me. I was not born with that. Someone had li have lied to me to make me believe it. Do you know what is even funny with that story? I have a friend, she wrote a book about fear. And then I forgot that I wrote a, a foreword to the book. And then some years later, she sent me the book. I said, oh, that's kind of her sending me a book. Completely forgotten everything about it. So I started reading it. I said, 
It's strange I recognize that story. No, this child just told you. It's interesting. How? I mean, at the end, it's a Kurt Anderson. I completely <laughs> forgot it was me who had written it. <laughs> okay. And that was before I turned 50. Okay. I told you when I had to go to the dementia test. They were very upset because I forgot to turn up. Okay. And he, can you imagine? You, you go, you go to you have a dementia test, and when you come home to your spouse and say, "How did it go?" I can't remember. <laughs> you can't have dementia if you remember to come, can you? No, I'm no, I'm no. It's just a, It's like you know, life is funny, isn't? And we we can laugh at it because we understand the culture. Okay. And it's so important also in the Bible is that we understand the Jesus culture. Amen. You know, like, I, I, I don't know, have you noticed in England, one word can mean many things in different contexts. Uh, like the word color. You know, it, it, can be the, it can be the color on your shirt. I, I thought color was, was color like blue, red, yellow, whatever. And then I also found out that it can also be a banner or flag. You know, like what the British Army do every year uh, you know, to the king now, where they're trooping the color. I, I, I had no idea what that meant, trooping the... I, I couldn't even put the words together and get a meaning from it. And, and the same thing in the Word of God, that is so important when you're reading, you know, again, as he said, he who believes on me as the Scripture says, not, not as the Charismatics believes or, or Pentecostals believes or whoever believes this, because of... I'm telling you, most of the time when people say, God showed me this, and it's not in aligned with the scriptures, it is not God. It is them using God to enforce their will. As I said, you know, uh, what, what do we call it in the world? Name dropping. No, it's, it's the biggest name dropping to use, oh, Jesus showed me. By the way, I know, no, I, no, as the scripture says. And I'm telling you that the devil wants you to look everywhere else apart from the Word of God. Do you know, remember when he got tempted in the desert? What did he say? It is written, it is written, it is written, it is written. What, what did he do? Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. This is where you see it in practical terms. When he starts saying it, it starts to become rivers of the living. And what happens? The devil is defeated. But not only that, if you also see in that incident, it also attracts the angels of God. Because after the devil left, what happened? The angels came and served him. Amen. Another thing about water is interesting. I, have you noticed? You know, you know, I had a friend. Where, you know, in Denmark, uh, part of the curriculum, every week we need to have two hours of swimming lessons, every, every week. And uh, so, which was fine and so on. And when I have this guy, I have a friend, he, he was not really sporty. He didn't look very sporty at all. But the moment he was in the swimming pool, wow, could he swim? Why is it like that? It's because of, there's no gravity. So, as I say, so he, so, you know, so he, when so-called on land, out of the water, he, he was not agile. But once he was in the water, he became agile. You know, you see, we, have you, know, I don't know if you've seen these nature movies, these big turtles, they come up and lay their eggs, you know, and it's like, uh, minus one mile an hour, they're coming up, and they can take, Forever we come up, put the egg, and then we walk back in. And then the moment we are in the water, suddenly the way they can move. And it's the same, you know, this is where what is impossible in the world is possible in the world. Amen. So what is impossible in the world is, is possible in the world. So the thing is, one to the word, one to the word. Let never that Bible be further, uh, longer away from there, that you can just reach it immediately. Okay, I remember uh, I was helping someone, and uh, and someone had uh, 
have been healed, and then you know you can you can lose your healing. Do, do you understand? If you don't maintain what you what what you have received, you know Jesus. He said to the leper, "You're healed, but go and sin." Oh, no, sorry, to the woman was caught in adultery. Go and sin no more. Okay, I said, you know, like God doesn't want you to lose it, but you can lose it. Do, do you understand? If you do not maintain what you have received, so this person, uh, the symptoms have start coming back, and so on, and so on. And and you understand is that, so I can't, uh, so the person called me. So the first thing, the answer, what is the answer? The word. So I said to the person, uh, "Do you have your Bible?" I went over here. Uh, where is my Bible? <laughs> <laughs> and now, and now I knew the state, the hearts, the state of the person's heart. So we had to start all over again. But the hardest part of it is, it's harder to start all over again than it is to maintain what you received. Did you understand? And and but so never let the word of God be further so far away that you don't know where it is, or when you open it, you get dust in your throat, or whatever. No, you you have it has to be here all the time because you are supposed, you know, you. Paul says to the Corinthians, he says to him, "I don't need a letter of recommendation." You know, like there are many other people who call themselves Christians, and and they have this, that, and the other. And then the Apostle Paul, he said to the Corinthians, he said, "I don't need a letter of recommendation because he said, 'You are my recommendation, written not by ink, but by the Holy Spirit upon their hearts.'" What is he talking about? He was teaching him. He taught them. Amen. So you and I, you and I, we are when we when we start living like we are the Word that becomes flesh. When you acting upon the word of God, you become the word that becomes flesh. But what flesh is mean is so now it can be seen in this world. The first chapter of John is in the beginning was the word, and the word we talked about it was Jesus. But when Jesus became flesh, now we could see the word. Amen. Now we could see the word. So, hallelujah. But. Uh, Uh, just for reference, First King eighteen thirty three. That's where Elijah read uh, the sacrifices. Okay. Uh, so, but but it's like we. we it, it seems like uh, you know the devil have made managed to make it unattractive to the Bible. It's it seems more attractive that God tickles my senses, God tickles something, imaginations, or fashion. No. If you want a breakthrough in your life, it's found here in the Word. It's found in the Bible. It's not, and and as I said, we need to, uh, we need. I need to find a new word for it because this is the Word of God. You know, not the Lord showed me. That's not the Word of God, so to speak. This is the Word of God. Okay, because so, um, nothing is beyond that. You know, someone said, "Oh, the Lord showed me that He loves you." Uh, I can read John three sixteen. I don't need someone to come and tell me God loves me. I can read John three sixteen. No, I, I, if you're not a believer, yeah, I have come. We need to say to the world John three sixteen, and uh, tell them God loves them. Amen. But I don't need you to come and tell me that God loves me because I read the Bible. He and when I read the Bible, it is not just I know it's not it's not just uh, some kind of a Is 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 my heavenly Father who speaks to me? Okay, you know the Bible talks about we should meditate upon the Word. Okay, I'll just, I'll show you an example how how I do. Philippians four nineteen, you you know that was in. I remember someone said to me, "Ah, oh, Philippians four nineteen. Of course, you are prosperity preacher." So I say, "Thank you." You know, he he meant it as an insult, but I said thank you because I get what I say, amen. So if he, I so I said I agree with you. I'm a prosperity preacher. Who would want to be a misery preacher? 
What? <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. I, you know what? Christians, we are really funny people. I, I've been in churches and said, God wants to make you wits. God wants to heal you. God wants to bless you. He, I mean, some elder come up and said, he got, he got so angry at me. How dare you say this? So what, so I said, what do you want me to say? He wants you to be miserable. He wants to, <laughs> no, the gospel is prosperity. The moment we meet Jesus, the moment you become a temple of the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, nothing is going to go backwards after that. Amen. But Philippians 4.19, I meditate on this scripture every day. So, but my God, okay, but my God, think about it. He, he didn't say, but, but your God, my God, my God, my God, your God. So when you're reading the word of God, it's not Pastor Kurt's God. It's not this one's God. No, it's my God. Amen. My God. My God. No, no, not him, not him or her or whatever. My God. That's where you start, uh, because you need to, it's that relationship. My God. It's not that I'm not a part of a religious organization. I'm not a part of a religious society. No, it's my God. My God. And you know, if you understand that just these two words, my God, you will beat the devil every single time he shows up. Because he wants you to say God. He wants you to say where God? The Anglican God. Pentecostal God. No, you but my God. Amen. You know, the moment you that, that truth is established in your heart, you will never feel rejected again. Amen. Because it's my God. The apostle also said, My God. Because that was the relationship that he had with him. It was not like, wow, we are Christians, like so, like some like a general term. No, the apostle Paul said, My God. Amen. So this is how we meditate upon the word of God. Just say, we just say, oh wow, my God. My God is going to has sealed me. My God has prospered me. My God has delivered me. My God has protected me. My God has a plan for me. My God, amen. You know that many of times when I've been in situations, because and what one of the characteristics with the devil is he when he attacks you, he actually always attacks you with a question. Oh, if you if you how are you going to be healed? And then we try to figure out mentally you can't, but we can say, My God. Amen. My God. How are you going to get through this month? My God shall supply. Amen. Now, notice here, they say, it doesn't say here, no, uh, my God. And now, what is the next word? Shall. 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 This is very, it's not just maybe. Shall. But there's no room for options here, is it? No, my God, shall. It's not about uh, if, if, if I catch him on a good day. Have you noticed some people when we pray, you know, this is the funny thing when you listen to people praying, what we call prayer is we're trying to convince God. Negotiate with him though. God, if, if you will do this for me, I will do this for you. Mm. Oh God, did you see I didn't kick the cat yesterday? Mm. Or something like that. We, we try to negotiate with God. No, because we, we think we think God is undecided, but he's not undecided. He's not, you know, you don't need to convince God to be healed. You don't need to convince God to be restored. You don't need God to convince God to make you prosperous. He, he, he's not, un, he, he, he has already made the decision. That's why the apostle said, my God shall, shall. Shall, shall, you shall do it. Have you never said that someone? There's no room. No, you shall do it. You shall do the dishes. There's no room for, I don't feel like it. 
No, because it's nothing to do with. No, it's it's settled. Amen. God, your God, has settled it once and for all. Then Jesus said, "It is complete. It is finished. That's it. He has settled any kind of uh, uncertainty. That moment. That's why we are possible. My God. No, that the Apostle Paul. He was a he was a Pharisee before." And I think that it was a big revelation when he saw the, when he could add the word my. Because you had to understand the, 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 the word God, the name of God, if you hear a Jewish scholar, we're not allowed to say the word of God, the name of God. That's why if you hear like a Jewish scholar in the beginning, I didn't know what, who they were referring to. I thought it was a scholar or something. Hassam, I think they say. Because we're not allowed to say the word. Because the name of God is so holy. That's why we Americans, they call him Jehovah. Uh, his real name is Yahweh. Okay? But anyway, but when he, when he realized that he could say not just God, because God is something up there, somewhere you know, distant, but now he could get it down to, it's my God. Amen. My God, Joseph. Not, not, not the neighbor's God. My God. Not the pastor's God. My God. We, we, we sweat in individual relationship we have with him, each one of us. It's not, it's my God. And he shall. And he shall. Supply. Supply. You know, don't believe people who, you know, uh, it, 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 it never stops baffling me that Christians, you know, it's Christians who fight so hard, I don't want to be with. And which is so how ingrained it is that religiousness have made poverty to be, that look, make you look pious. I, I, I always say, say to people, that's because you've never been poor then. Okay? No, he, God does not want you to see another day in poverty or in lack the moment you become. You know, as he is your God, you are his child. Amen. And this is my God. And when God looks back and says, this is my child. Amen. This, this is, uh, so he shall supply, shall supply shall supply, shall supply. You, you, you need to get the doubt out. God says here, he has decided once and for all. And all you need to do now is just say, thank you. Hallelujah, thank you. I'm blessed. Thank you, I'm healed. Thank you, I'm provided for. Thank you, I don't have a care in the world. I, I, thank you, I don't have a concern in the world. Thank you, I have nothing to fear because Perfect love casts out fear. Because why? Avoid this perfect love when you realize it's my God. Amen. My God. Hallelujah. So, shall supply all your need. Amen. So, it's like, it's like basically, okay, we don't do that anymore, but it's like a blank check. Or maybe I should say a credit card without a credit limit. <laughs> well, and, and you don't need to pay back. <laughs> Have you noticed? It's so quick to do. No, now we don't do that anymore. No, now we do this. <laughs> it's so many. You know, have you noticed how our lives have changed over the few years? It's really, really. It's been, when I came to England, I didn't have a mobile phone. Now I was. I left this morning. After five minutes, I realized my, I didn't have my phone. Turned around, go. 30 years ago when I came here, I wouldn't even have considered thinking like that. And, I also, and I'm telling you, future generations, when they found our bodies in, in some archaeological site, they'll say, oh, wow, this is the most holy, pious generation ever. Have you seen their necks? They all look like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all, <laughs> our neck muscles, like, <laughs> it's so fake. And big two big thumbs. So uh, it's it's funny to see Yen text. 
and when classes on my nose you know i i text only for oh can you remember before iphone the smartphone can you remember you had to press for each letter four or five times just to get the same <laughs> that's that's why i never texted at that time i can remember when we were meeting fighting all the filipino i never see the funk move so fast <laughs> and we all had the same phone isn't it when, when Nokia was. <laughs> anyway, but he shall supply all your need. You know that it's a blank thing. You know that you don't need to limit God. I'm telling you, your need is not going to bankrupt heaven. Have you ever made a wish list for Christmas? You know, when I make a wish list for Christmas, I'm not thinking about their budget, I'm thinking about my need. Amen. Are, are you? Uh, when you were five years old, you made a wish list for Christmas. Did you? Uh, I, you know, I, I just heard the word wish list, and that's it. The budget was not my problem. And I'm telling you here, God says, "I will supply all your need." Amen. According to one, according shall according to. His riches. Now, again here, it does not say according to his budget. Amen? You know, I, I once, uh, I don't know, I can't remember where I was. I once were outside a shopping center. I mean, this, it must have been in America, I think. And I can't remember where it was. Anyway, when this shoots van, and all these young women came out, and then this other older woman came out. And it was some, I don't know what they were doing, but she said to all these women, You have a budget of 200 pounds each. So it must have been in England. Yeah. So I always into a shop. That was a budget. There's no budget for you. Amen. You know, can you imagine you praying? I said, God, oh, God, help me. I said, and God said, I'm sorry, Army. Pastor Kurt was here five minutes before. There's nothing <laughs> left. <laughs> Would you, can you come back next month? <laughs> it's never going to happen. Amen. You know, one of my favorite stories is, remember the story about the woman uh, in the Old Testament that she lost her husband and, uh, and then uh, with, with, with oil, and when Eli I, I, I always get mixed up Elijah, Elijah, but say, go and borrow jars. And so she go and then lock yourself in. And the moment, and when the oil start pouring into the jars. Do you know what? The, the prophet never told her how many jars. I'm telling you, I would have cleansed the whole world for jars. Amen. But see, probably go, oh, the neighbors, the neighbors here, maybe, maybe if you really in the next street, I would, I would uh, tell everyone, get all the jars, I'll put on Facebook, empty jars, bring it to me. Because when did the oil stop flowing? When she asked for one more jar and there was nothing more. But don't tell me there was not, there was not more empty jars in, in Israel at the time. She could just have carried on, there was no limit. Amen. There was no limit. No, there was no, you know, we were never intended to die. There was, you know, God's plan was when, when he created man, was there was no limit for how long we should be here. Amen. There was no, it was not like, you know, you know we talk, we talk about 70 years, as when you're living in sin or when you, you're unrighteous and so on and so on. There was no limit because there is no limit with God. He, you know, he, he said, he, he, John 10, 10, I have come to give you life more abundantly. He, he didn't put Adam and Eve in the desert. Okay. He put Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. It was Adam and Eve who put themselves in the desert because we believe the devil. 
Okay? We didn't end up in Medessa because we believe God. When we believe God, we were in in Garden of Eden. Okay? So, shall, so according to his riches, in glory, in glory, when I, 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 what I read into it is also something like, yeah, it glorifies God. Amen. Amen. I, I, you know what? We, I know now our kids are so old, but I can never remember when we went to these, uh, you know, at the end of year, whatever, you know, when we hand out prizes and so on for, for whatever. We, you know, and today you get prizes for everything. Anyway, I never seen a parent and little Johnny, you got a certificate for whatever you did. I never seen little Johnny's parents. It's terrible. He's the best in his class. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, it's quite the opposite. They, they grin on the parents' faces. They grow a little bit taller. You know, this is the same with God. You know, but God takes glory from your succeeding. Amen. God did not create you to be a failure. But do you know what the first word that man ever heard? The first thing he said to Adam, be blessed. Amen. He didn't say, be humble or be modest or whatever. He said, be blessed. Because when you get blessed by God, I'm telling you, you know that, you know, the more you have been blessed by God, the more it humbles you. Because you see his greatness. You see his goodness. Because you know if it hadn't been for the sacrifice of Jesus, I wouldn't have had this. And I've seen with blessings, uh, no, those who, they say it makes them proud as all. No, it's those who, we, we, who, who takes it themselves and then call it God. You know, I, I've met people say they got a big loan in the bank. It's, oh, God blessed us. No, God didn't bless you. The, the bank robbed you, as I told you. No, but we say, oh, praise God. No. Anyway, so according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. Again, remember, according to his riches, not according to your need. He answers you not according to your need. He answers you according to who he is. I had an uncle. I always loved when he came for, at Christmas, at birthdays or whatever, because he was generous. Uh, so whatever, I always wanted him to come to the family parties because he was generous in gifts. I mean, I have other uncles who were so stingy, but you know, it was, it was just so embarrassing. Okay. I, Rose, I wasn't too bothered about. But why? Because he he gave according to who he is. Not according to who I am, but according to who he is. God also blessed you, not according to who you are, because, but according to who he is. That's why you don't need to make yourself try to earn the blessing. And you can't earn the blessing, because if you earn the blessing for good deeds, whatever, you're not earned. No, no, that's not a blessing. That's called a salary. And God does not give salaries. He gives blessings and gifts. Which you, and the only thing you can do with that is say, thank you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, that you have blessed me. Thank you, Jesus, that you have just start make that your proclamation and, and create that image in your mind. Now, rivers of living water shall flow into my life. Amen. And I'm telling you, the moment you get into the Word of God, I don't care how much condemnation you put yourself, it disappears. Just like when you when you jump into the water, when now you be like the turtle, now it's agile. I'm telling you that. Have you ever? I am. Oliver knows. When you have you ever when you done exercise? I know the Western exercise was bad. <laughs> no. Have you noticed? After you've done exercise, the body starts hurting. It's because your muscle starts contracting. You know, when you stretch it. <coughs> the best way to get rid of it instantly 
put yourself in water. You know, like in you know, you know, I, I, I when I used to play football, running, and I'm telling you, the next day you could you could hardly warm it was like because it was so painful. But the moment you put yourself in a swimming pool, it was gone. And I don't know if you have heard anyway. You put yourself into a world, put yourself into a world, and it will disappear. Amen. It will disappear. It will disappear. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.